Star Wars 7x7 episode 3192. We are going to be in spoiler territory for chapter 21 of The Mandalorian today and talking about that fantastic cameo that happens at the Adelphi New Republic base and give you a little history and a little background on the character that showed up there. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So first fun fact about Zeb Aurelios. He was formerly the captain of the Honor Guard on Lasan. That is his home planet. His species is the Lasat. And he was tasked with protecting the royal family and by extension all the people of Lasat. That was his big deal prior to the days of Star Wars Rebels. For a second fast fact, you need to know that the Empire came to Lasan after some level of unrest. We don't have a lot of details about it, but they basically nearly wiped out the entire Lasat species. It was a genocide. There was a bomb that totally decimated the royal palace, and they used these weapons called ion disruptors which basically just completely atomize a group of people like they were meant to punch holes in starships but they do terrible things to organic beings and there were plot lines and rebels around the manufacture of them they were eventually banned by the imperial senate but were still showing up on the black market but yeah it was pretty awful for our third fast fact Zeb was one of the few survivors of the Imperial attack on Lasan, and the story that he tells in an episode of Star Wars Rebels called Legends of the Lasat, he says that he thought he was as good as dead until Kanan found him. So Kanan Jarrus somehow managed to rescue Zeb, and we don't necessarily know how or why or when that happened. What was the reason why Kanan Jarrus was on Lasan? We can theorize that that must have happened after the year 11 BBY, 11 years prior to the Battle of Yavin. The reason why we can do that is because Kanan had been keeping his head down on a planet um, around Gorse nearby, the mining operation that was happening there, and that was all documented in the novel A New Dawn by John Jackson Miller. That's also the novel where Kanan meets Harrison Dula for the first time and then takes off with her on the ghost after it. So the seemingly obvious answer to that is that because Kanan had been keeping his head down for so long that once he teamed up with Hera that he probably started seeing more of the galaxy and doing things like rescuing people like Zebralia. So probably sometime between 11 and 5 BBY, which is when Star Wars Rebels begins. For a fourth fun fact, there was an antagonist early on in the days of Star Wars Rebels who eventually became a good guy. His name was Agent Callus, and he went on to become a fulcrum agent for the Rebellion, which is very cool. But back in the early days of the Star Wars Rebel series, when he was an antagonist to our heroes, he had a fight with Zeb, and they talked about that siege of Lasan, where... It turned out that Agent Callus was actually there and directing a lot of the attacking. He told Zeb during that fight to taunt him, basically, that he was the one who gave the order to use the ion disruptors against the Lasant 
people. And that, of course, was you know, a really awful thing to say. But there was a later episode where they were stranded together and kind of needed each other to survive. And Callus said that he wasn't actually the person who did it and talked about having you know, fought a you know, Lassat person who then, because he defeated the Lassat person, that Lassat gave Callus the bow rifle because of their own you know, honor and rituals and whatnot. And so Callus and Zeb started to kind of forge a, you know, if not friendship necessarily, at least a grudging respect for each other. And it was through that episode that Callus eventually joined the rebellion. Thanks to Zeb, and I don't think Zeb was trying to recruit him necessarily, but yeah, <laughs> it worked out that way. So for a fifth fact, Zeb had thought that the Lasat species was all but wiped out, but there's another Star Wars Rebels episode where they happen to come across, and it has to do with Hondo Anaka and pirate nonsense, but they come across two members of the Lasat species who recognize Zeb and who are trying to get to a mystical planet called Lirasan, which is where the Lasat species originated from out in wild space before they left that planet and traveled to the Outer Rim where they settled Lasan. And they do find Lirasan after a very exciting episode. It turns out that there are millions of members of the Lasat species on Lirasan, so there was not a complete genocide. Zeb had thought that he was pretty much the only remaining Lasat in the galaxy, but no, it turns out that the Lasat are thriving in a hidden planet in wild space. For a sixth fun fact, after the events of Star Wars Rebels, there are only two bits of information that we have about Zeb and his history. He has a brief uncredited appearance, if you will, in a Star Wars comic book where he is present at a meeting of the Alliance High Command. It's unclear whether he's actually part of the High Command or if he's just there for a meeting. He's there with Harrison Dula, who by this time is a general in the Rebel Alliance. This is taking place around 1 ABY, so a year after the events of A New Hope. The other thing that we know about Zeb post Star Wars Rebels is that after the war, quote unquote, that's how Sabine Wren describes it. So that could mean after the events of Return of the Jedi, it could mean a year later after the official fall of the Empire and the Galactic Concordance being signed and whatnot. But sometime after the war, Zeb took Callus through a pathway that's you know supposed to be very difficult to find because not everybody is supposed to be able to go to Lyrason. But he took Callus to Lyrason and showed him that Callus did not, in fact, wipe out the entire Lasat species. It had been a secret that Zeb had been keeping. And so that kind of gave Callus a bit of closure and redemption potential, and he was welcomed on Lyrason as you know, somebody recognized as a warrior who had eventually become somebody on the right side of the galaxy's conflicts. And then we get to our last fun fact, which is chapter 21 of The Mandalorian, when we see him on the Adelphi New Republic base in, oh, we don't know what kind of fighter pilot gear this is. It very much resembles what Poe Dameron was wearing 
as a member of the Resistance in The Force Awakens, except that the flight suit for Zeb is blue instead of red. I think it's pretty much red. It's not orange for Poe. But we can't necessarily tell whether he's an X-Wing pilot, a Y-Wing pilot. Y-Wing seems likely because the you know orange jumpsuits are very X-Wing pilot specific, although there was the Blue Squadron in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, where they had a mix of X-Wing pilots and Y-Wing pilots and U-Wing pilots, and they all had primarily blue flight suits. So hard to say for sure, but I have a feeling we're going to be finding out more <laughs> about that in the near future. I think the thing that we need to keep in mind for us is that now that Zeb has been introduced, we basically have almost the entire crew of the Ghost accounted for at this point. So we know that Sabine Wren is going to be in the Ahsoka series. We've been given hints that Harrison Dula is going to be showing up in the series. And now we have Zeb showing up in The Mandalorian. So, you know, there's no way that he's not going to somehow get pulled into the events of the Ahsoka series if we already have two members of the Ghost crew accounted for there. So that's three. And then Ezra is rumored to be cast in the Ahsoka series, though certainly not confirmed. That's four. And we know that Chopper has survived at least through the Battle of Endor because there was a Forces of Destiny um, short video. I believe that was what the series was, where Hera goes to Endor and Chopper is there on Endor as well. So we know he makes it at least that far. And I cannot imagine a world where if they get all the surviving members of the Ghost crew involved in storytelling, that Chopper wouldn't be a part of it. And I think we're going to need to keep an eye out, potentially for Agent Callus and for Jason Syndulla, who is the son of Hera and the dearly departed Kanan Jarrus as well. And that's what I've got for you on this episode, seven fun facts about Zebaralios to either refresh you or get you up to speed on who this character is and how he may factor in to future Star Wars storytelling. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.